You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. I, I'm, I'm changing settings every week. You never know what to expect here. I'm just going to show up with a, an ocean in the background one week, maybe. Can't wait. We're open, baby. Phase one, Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We're back. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with uh, Gregory Campbell, David Warren. I am one of the uh, proud owners of Referral Mortgages here in Ottawa, which is a mortgage brokerage. We help clients get the best mortgage possible. We have 30 lenders. We like to help you. David is my business partner. We also host the Ottawa Real Estate <laughs> Podcast. Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda, which is a real estate brokerage, and they, uh, they help people find homes. Greg helps them find homes. We help them finance it. That's how it goes. Seattle Real Estate. Winning combination. Winning combination. How's it going, gents? How's the week? Good team. Good. Good. Very, uh, very interesting. Should I just get right into this? Dive in. I got lots to I got lots to say. I got lots to say. (laughs) So I I had some wins um, and I had some losses. Mm. And I have many complaints. So I have a I have a new listing up in Orleans, um, 519 Aram Terrace. It's amazing. If anyone's watching, go check it out online at the website is www.orleansdream.com. Mm. Um, I also have a listing back on the market. Uh, it fell through at 155 Teal Crescent. Everybody go and check that out. Um, that one's listed at $380,000. And, uh, you know, I had, uh, I had some scenarios happen this week where, you know, it's still multiple offers. I'm, um, I'm bidding. And uh, the agents just aren't, uh, aren't responsive. So you'd think that if you're working for your seller and you have a property that's listed and you're holding offers, you think that you would just be available all the time, right? Everyone, every, everyone assumes that, right? And then, uh, you know, you're just not hearing back. And I actually had one client who was going to submit an offer on a property. And because this agent wasn't getting back to me, he just decided not to. He's like, I just feel like there's something wrong with the house. Uh, this agent's not doing the job for his seller. So it's making me nervous and I'm not going to offer on this property. So we didn't. And, uh, you know, there was only one other offer on the property. They went with that. Uh, but you know, that um, they, they could have, you know, probably got more money for that house. So, you know, it's just something to note that, uh, I mean, it's just seriously unprofessional and I can't believe it, but the amount of agents that are being unresponsive and not doing the work, especially in a market like this, where it's very high emotions, high stress, uh, it's just unacceptable. And um, I want people that are, you know, in those scenarios who are clients working with agents, just be on your agent, because if you feel that something's wrong, it probably is. And they're working for you and they should be working for you. So if you need to kick their ass or fire them, do it. Cause uh, I'm seeing some things that just are not cool. And there's, you know, there's a lot of us talking about it. So just something for buyers and sellers out there to know, make sure you know who you're working with and they're actually representing you to the full potential and they're not missing calls and missing uh, deals or situations that can help you buy or sell. Um, yeah. I think that's I think important that to much- point out is that it's not, like, you know, if your agent's telling you, uh, that they're, you know, heading away for the weekend, they're going to be offline and your home's listed for sale, uh, might be time to look for a different, uh, 
different agent, you know, uh, you want someone that's going to be working, working for you and, and responsive and, uh, and basically, uh, yeah. you know, available. Like the last thing you need is people calling, trying to put an offer in and, or, or you calling an agent, you know, trying to put an offer in and, and not even being able to get a hold of them. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I act- it, it is. It's, uh, anyways, I, I, I just had a really, a couple bad experiences <clears throat> with it. <clears throat> so I wanted to let people know that it exists and that I just felt that the client wasn't being put first and that the agents were just expecting, uh, you know, Oh, I'm just going to put this property up for sale and it's going to sell over list price. I'm not going to have to do any work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not helping anybody. It's not helping the industry. It's not helping their client. And, and how do you at, uh, at your brokerage, uh, Greg, are you, is this something that you're, that as one of the owners, are you preaching that to, you know, all of your agents of, or do you guys have an internal dialogue, um, about being responsive or, or kind of the eth- strong ethics within the community? I would imagine you guys do, but, but maybe you yeah. can kind of elaborate on how you guys, that's, treat that that's a good question. I mean, we meet, you know, we have a weekly meeting, uh, and we have new agent meetings once a week as well, so that they're aware of, you know, what to do. And we just talk about yeah, exactly. Like ethics, what's going on in the market, how to deal with certain scenarios. But I don't, you know, what you're bringing up and what we're talking about, I don't think it's been, it hasn't really been needed because we all do quite well and everybody, you know, it, it never seems to be an issue. But that said, I think, you know, next meeting, I'm going to bring it up and just make sure that everybody's on point because, you know, to get those bad reviews or for someone to find something out, like all it takes is one. And then the whole, you know, and then all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, it's like dominoes. We had, I mean, years ago, there was a lot of uh, stigma around brokering as well. I know when like mortgage brokering, you know, there was, you know, you get one or two bad apples in the bunch and, uh, and it kind of ruins the, the industry for everyone. And, uh, and, and, you know, I was fearful of actually talking a few weeks ago when we were talking about these, um, you know, special circumstances. I was, I was concerned that it might actually deter people from getting into the market because they're, you know, we're kind of exploiting these, uh, these negative circumstances. But as I, you know, I alluded to it last week, this isn't the norm, you know, this is a very small percentage of people that are doing this, but again, it, it ripples through the whole industry, as you said, Greg, and it, it kind of leaves that sour taste in yeah. people's mouths. And there's too much of that happening lately. We, I mean, we're seeing it in the comments that we're getting and the conversations that we're having. Um, you know, and again, like to your point, Paul, it's very, very valid. Like, don't be, don't be afraid. Just listen to the Ottawa real estate podcast and, you know, get, get the right information and, and just do your research, find the right people, uh, because there are, uh, you know, brokers and agents out there that are not doing their job and they need to be outed. But you know, what can you do? I mean, it's, it's like that in any industry. It's just sad that with a market so aggressive as it is right now, that it's happening quite a bit. I think something to your, uh, to your point though, Greg, of, you know, kind of that public service announcement of you can't be afraid as a client, you know, as the owner, as you know, the owner of the property or the buyer, 
to fire to fire the person you're working with, whether that's the bank you're working with, the mortgage broker you're working with, or the or the realtor. I mean, if it's something that you don't feel is you're being being treated unfairly, or you know, something like you said, if something feels off, it probably yeah. is. Or or bring it to light and have those conversations. Don't go through the process um, to then on the other side feel duped because it is one of the largest or is the largest purchase or transaction that you will have made to date and the, or that you will make in your lifetime. And, and, you know, you need to make sure you're surrounded with people that are ethical and professional yeah. and, uh, and treat that, uh, and prioritize you like that. I think that's yeah, the most right. important thing. Like if you're, if you're <laughs> and, dealing with an agent that, like I said, is just turning their phone off for four days when your home's listed, that's not the right agent. You know, you do, that's not the person you want to be working with, but as a first time buyer or seller, you might not be aware of that. You might just think, Oh, okay, well, I guess this is, this is how it goes. You know, this is, uh, I guess we we're stuck with, you know, you know, and there's, and there's a lot of great, agent agents. A. there's a lot of, and there's a lot of great agents out there, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, this, this last week, and, you know, dealing, dealing with this market the way that it is, you know, and that's another thing, like, you know, talk about the market we're seeing price increases, price decreases, home selling over list, home selling under list, you know, and so many homes uh, available to see now. Uh, you know, I think the average is still 50 K over list, uh, what we're seeing, but like yesterday I won one, they were listed, uh, you know, at, at 700,000 and, and we went in and we were the only offer we went and saw, and these, these clients were from overseas. So that was even a little bit more, well, more stressful because, you know, they're, they're putting a lot of trust in you, but we went in at full price and, you know, the worst case scenario happened. They didn't get any other offers, but they countered us 750. Cause that's what, that's what the seller wanted. Right. And we ended up taking it. And in the end, I still think it was, you know, it's fair market value, but we're seeing stuff like that. So when you're a buyer going in, like the education is imperative. Uh, and you have to be prepared for what ifs it's a, it's very much more what if, as opposed to months ago when it was just like, no, 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 you're guaranteed. You're paying a hundred thousand over no matter what. Yeah. Now it's just it it's, it's all over the place. And the conversations with clients is, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's frustrating because what, as a professional, what, like, what is my professional opinion? You know, when mm-hmm. it's like, it could sell, is it going to sell under list or over? Not sure. Probably over. And then they, you know, we don't get offers and all of a sudden there's offers again and it's on the markets. It's off the market. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild. Now, has there, I, there has been a lot of homes that have come on the market, right? In the last month, like rec- yeah. record breaking even. Yeah. Boss, Do you I know- think there's, um, what's that? there's 3,200, there was 3,200 new listings in, uh, in, um, May. Uh, and that's 89% increase versus last year. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, pandemic stat mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. but it's 11% over the five year average of, that's good. I mean, so, that's almost, that's almost 1% of the homes in Ottawa that, that was listed. It's big. Yeah. It's a big number. And and I haven't seen this many homes at once. Like, I mean, I, I've got some new, uh, I've got some new buyers actually that I met, uh, found me through the podcast. Shout out to Dave and, and, and Cass. We're going out tomorrow. We're hitting up, uh, Dave and Cass? CP. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, um, Great couple. We, we met uh, the other day on a zoom call. I actually but, have to, uh, I got that's, that's the thing we're go ahead. I was going to say, I got to make a quick apology to uh, KTP. Uh, so we, we, the, we had a client that was uh, or a client, a listener that, that had commented on the YouTube video. And when we did the analytics on the demographics, we realized that there's a, a very large 
portion of our listeners that are uh, males. So we kind of made the uh, the poor assumption that uh, that KTP was in that 98% of, of male listeners. Uh, <laughs> but KTP was a female, and uh, and we wanted to just apologize for the... Uh, <laughs> she's our only female listener. Yeah, so. she's the one. She's the one. <laughs> so sorry, Greg, you were saying? You, you met them, you're going up to CP. What was I saying? Yeah, we're going up, but it's, but it's great because a few months ago, you know, you'd probably go out and see one or two, but now I think we've got six or seven to see on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm excited, you know, that there's, there's options for them. Um, but yeah, man, the, uh, it's still a seller's market overall. Like there's mm-hmm. still, uh, and I had a, a good comment from a client yesterday. We were talking about vaccinations and, you know, saying like, it, it, what, how is that going to affect the market? Like is our P people are vaccinated. Then it's kind of like, they don't want to sell anymore because they just want to be out doing stuff. Well, I think or it's the opposite. It I think people are more well, confident to go out and be in the market I said. and have people and I through said, their home. And yeah. And I said, exactly. And people more vaccinated means that there's going to be more people moving to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be ready you know, to this go. This is pretty, that might've been on hold. Pretty impressive. Pandemic's been going on for 18 months, however long it's been. First time we've mentioned it, I think on the podcast, that's a, that's a testament. <laughs> Testament to our uh, professionalism in real estate. Uh, no, I was just going to say that uh, you were saying earlier that the advice is is like the conversations that you're having. I mean, for David and I, probably 95% of our job is is advice-based. You know, like the actual transaction of getting the mortgage is at the very end. Like, you know, there's there's sometimes years of advice and, and, uh, and conversations that go on before we even get to the point where we're getting a mortgage or where the clients even find a house, you know, like a lot of our job and our, our position is it just advising clients, advising clients about how to structure their file, how their income relates to what they can get, how their down payment's going to work, what sort of credit they need, like everything. It's really advice based yeah. lending. And then the mortgage is kind of the final piece of that puzzle. But you know, 95% of our job is just conversations. It's not, uh, it's not the actual mortgage. And I'm sure that's the same for you, Greg. It's like understanding what, what are you actually looking for? What are your goals, setting the proper expectations. Um, and I think a lot of agents aren't focusing on that advice side of it there. And sorry, I shouldn't say lots of agents, the outliers that, that are, that we're hearing these stories about are very likely mm-hmm. not focusing on that advice. They're focusing on, as you said, they think they're going to list it. It's going to sell really quickly. And when it doesn't, then it's like, Oh, well, this is now almost an inconvenience, right? Well, shit. Now I got to actually Dude, try to sell this house. You know, you nailed it. It's like, it's an inconvenience for them. Uh-huh. It blows my mind. And it's so frustrating when I'm dealing with my clients and they just can't believe it. And, you know, and I'm sitting there kind of thinking like, you know, do they, do they believe me? Like, do they believe mm-hmm. me that this is happening? And I, I know that they do, but still I have that moment. Like, am I not doing my job here? Like I should be able to yeah. get a hold of these people. Like, and that's, and that's how I felt like all, all this, this last week was just, just up and down. And I've got so much going on that every, when the conversations are the same, but different. And then, you know, you throw this into the mix, like this shouldn't even be happening. I shouldn't be stressed about like contacting an agent and right. not being able to have a conversation. I have to get a hold of them by Monday. Otherwise we're going to lose the deal, you know, you know, but I, but I got some compliments like, and I had, I had two, I had two other agents that were dealing with me on a listing and they were, and they said to me, they, they, they're like, thank you for picking up your phone and having a conversation with us. Mm about getting the deal done. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, we've just been having a hard time communicating with agents. So it's not just me. 
And then, and then of course, you, nothing's been open. Where, where are these people until today? You couldn't even be at a restaurant. You couldn't, tra- you can't travel. Like, what are you doing? What, what hole are you hiding in? Why can't you pick up a phone? Why can't you reply? Especially if you have a house listed, like that is literally yeah. your, your income. Like you're, you know, yeah. But how was that? Emails, not? text, call, nothing, you know, hear back eight hours later with like a one line. Yes. I'll look into it. It's like, geez. <laughs> why i oughta <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah. uh yeah i mean yeah go ahead david i was just gonna say to to kind of pivot a little bit off of uh off of this and uh and also Definitely. to one of i forget who made the comment about uh you know with with vaccination rates and and all that and people becoming more comfortable that i think greg you said that you think that more people be start moving to ottawa uh, or coming back to, or, or relocating around the country. Uh, there was an article in the citizen talking about, um, uh, I think it's actually today, this morning's article, uh, talking about the right now they've been over the past three years working with the planning committee, um, and getting a lot of, and getting a lot of input from the community. So I will say that they're still taking input. There's been about apparently a hundred thousand, uh, residents, which is a record for them on a municipal topic, uh, that have been, uh, commenting on as it does affect your immediate neighborhoods. Uh, but what the official plan will be for building out Ottawa over the next 25 years. So, you know, we've talked to her a number of times that there's always uh, this discussion of the 15 minute, um, you know, living within your community or working, living within a 15 minute uh, uh, distance of your home. And so it's really going through what that looks like from the intensification, all of that. And and so it was really, uh, it's really interesting. They're, they're stating that over the next 25 years, there's a, there'll be a need in Ottawa for 49,000 new homes, new family size dwellings. Um, in addition, like over and above what they're building now, um, and have, have outlined. So I know weeks ago, uh, or even months ago, uh, there was some, there were some comments in, in some of the posts of, you know, how many units are being built and whatnot, but that's not even, as we know from it being a seller's market, that's not even servicing the population we already have and the need for people needing homes. Uh, but this is talking about 49,000 additional homes over and above what's needed there. Um, and, and ta- and kind of going through what those needs are. So what I, one stat that I found interesting was that uh, in Ottawa households with individuals or childless couples, so couples with zero kids make up 55% of Ottawa right now. Um, but bachelor and one bedroom units only make up 15% of the supply. Uh, whereas 21% of the house of housing being two bedroom units. So when you have 55% of the population as, you know, single or a couple, uh, with no kids and there's only 15,000, 15%, uh, you know, making up, uh, that supply. I, I thought that was a very interesting stat, just kind of speaking to, you know, where the, you know, you've got those people that are even, you know, that are single or, or, you know, a couple with no kids obviously needing to, or that are being forced to buy larger units, uh, or single family homes or, or whatnot. That is, you know, hindering that, that supply side as well, where, you know, they're competing with the families with four and five kids, because there is actually, there isn't enough supply even for them to find uh, housing for them. Uh, so it's just talking about the evolution of the, uh, the market and, and kind of that official plan of, of encouraging, you know, not only intensification, but needing to, in, uh, intensification that's addressing, you know, three, four unit, um, 
you know, condos or three or four bedroom condos, yeah. things like that. That's what I was going to wonder. They're going to big, they're gonna have to big, build big units or at least plan for larger dwellings, right? Because, uh, I mean, I think the plan last we heard was to build up, not out. So if they're building mm-hmm. up, they're going to have to have, you know, most most condos are bachelor, one bedroom, two bedroom. Yeah. So. There's a there's a an affordable housing project that's being built on Gladstone right near Preston, and uh, there was uh, older town uh, strips of older townhomes, uh, Rochester and 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 Gladstone, mm-hmm. and they are are in the process of redeveloping those, but they obviously identify that their families in there, and you know you need those three and four bedroom homes for affordable housing and for these families, and so the building that they're putting in, and I think it's around. 10 stories or so. Uh, it's actually a, a, a full mix of bachelors, one bedrooms, all the way to four bedroom units. Hmm. And I thought that, I think that's po- probably going to be indicative of what they're going to maybe push for on this official plan for builders, uh, that it's not confined to just uh, bachelors, one bedrooms and two bedrooms, that there is that addressing that need for for the larger units. Again, obviously cost goes along with that. And so, you know, it's balancing off that, but, and it's pretty difficult. It's gotta be a very difficult process. I think for these counselors, um, that are having to look 25 years in the future, there's a lot of input, obviously a hundred thousand people have had have in the community have, have voiced concerns or, or had an opinion. Um, and, and so they're having to look now as to where, that might go. Obviously you can pivot that plan, but that's based on zoning. That's based on what builders are going to build off of an individual. So I think this will be interesting as this keeps evolving uh, over time and what that'll, uh, what that'll look like. Do you guys think that, uh, and maybe it's too soon to tell, but like saying that, you know, like, cause a lot of people's situations have obviously going to change with work from home. Right. Um, and all of the, you know, a one-bedroom apartment might have been fine before for a two-person couple, a professional couple. But now with work from home, it's probably not, right, um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So do you think that's going to kind of upend this entire plan or do you think they're taking that into account at all? I, I, so, um, question. I, yeah, great question, Producer Steve. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, one of our I, avid I think, listeners. Yeah, I think they're... Uh, <laughs> No, the plan isn't, this official plan isn't being set now. Um, this moment, they're still in that phase and it's been ongoing for a number of years. I certainly think that they're not going to be able to put anything in stone until um, the economy opens up and we really see what this, whether this shift for more space is if it's actually permanent or not and what the, what employers are wanting, because I know from speaking to a number of business owners and CEOs of larger companies that, that they're saying that no people are coming back to the office. We can't monitor them, even though we can see from their work, uh, computer, their IP address, where it's, where they're located. You know, they're all, you know, geolocated on, on work computers and things like that, that, um, you know, they know when their employees lying and that the product, you know, in a lot of cases that their, uh, work levels have gone down and, and, and production has gone down. Yeah, so I, I think, think the employees, time, when they did the polls, the, uh, the polls that I've never been asked, and I'm sure you guys haven't either these, these, uh, anonymous polls that are always asked, they said that only, tw- I think 28% of people said they wanted to go back to the office, but mm-hmm. that's the, uh, that's the employees and, that's, and not the employers. So we might, uh, might get a different, uh, statistic if you're asking the 
the businesses themselves, I mean, right? How many, how many listeners, how many listeners right now, or, or people watching us live right now are, are fed up with their kids screaming in the background while they're trying to work or their mm-hmm. dogs constantly barking at squirrels. <laughs> um, and <laughs> just that connection with your, your colleague, you know, people trying to start in a new position. How do you build camaraderie? How do you even, you know, how do you build that, that camaraderie to even move up in that position to become a manager or anything like that when you're not, people aren't able to really see, uh, you contribute or what that involvement is. So I think I feel that it'll take some time to see what the, the, uh, landscape will be in that respect from a, a state, a state, yeah. a work from home. Uh, and I think that will dictate what the demand for larger homes is and whether things will kind of slow down on that higher end market, or at least that's, that's my opinion. And I, I think, but I, I feel it will take a little bit of time to, for that to iron out before they really put their stamp of approval on, on this. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think we're still going to be like the, the transition this whole transition is another years of just figuring out, you know, cause mm-hmm. there's going to be some people now that just want to get out. They're going to want to go back to the office, but maybe whatever industry they're in, their employers saying, well, you're never coming back. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, what do those people do? Yeah. They change careers or they, they stay, then they're stuck at home. How's their mental health? Like there's so, there's so many factors and everything right now. Yeah. I can't even imagine what there, it's going to look like. There was the, um, in, I think it's Renfrew County, um, in the Valley. It was one of the townships in the Valley. Uh, their, um, their business, uh, development, their, their township business development uh, department started offering small and medium sized businesses. Um, and I forget, I think it's under a hundred employees, a rapid testing machine for a COVID rapid tester, uh, that you can have that they're giving it out. Um, I don't know what other costs are associated. So if you live in that township or, or are an lawyer and, and have one, please reach out. But, um, I don't know if there's ongoing co- costs for the swabs or whatnot, but these are for putting in their business so that, you know, people coming to work and feel comfortable and they can also make sure that, um, you know, there's not ramp, uh, an outbreak within their, within their business, which then, you know, stymies them or closes them down. And it, I feel that'll be, okay, um, something that yeah. will be, um, again, I've, I've spoken to other business owners, you know, many months ago that are medium sized businesses that said they would love to have that in, you know, where, you know, at their business, people are feeling comfortable to work from the office. And also they, as owners reduce their liability for an outbreak or for, you know, from people getting sick, um, and able to keep the business going and not have these issues. So again, I think these are all things that as, as we're only just opening up, as we're just only, getting the, the vaccination levels up or the testing, this testing equipment more accessible, um, and employers feeling comfortable of having people back that, that will really see mm-hmm. this transition in, in the work from home base. Uh, so that's my, that's my Good thoughts point. and my very yeah. roundabout way of, uh, of answering that question, <laughs> uh, Steve, but take a drink of water, David. Holy jump. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Holy moly. Dave's been thinking about that for months. He's like, God, I got this out. I remember reading an article earlier this year, about uh, developer developers like builders starting to think because homes were very for the last ten years homes have been transitioning into very open concept you know dining room living room everything very open uh, and then recently they've you know with the pandemic they've been actually shifting to compartmentalizing the homes again like having actual like specific rooms for each individual Mm -hmm. thing, you know? So, uh, so I think Mm -hmm. we'll see a shift to that as well. And that's kind of to Steven's point about 
uh, you know, if they're doing these, if you have a couple, you know, they might be looking at, as he said, like a, a two bedroom instead of one. So they actually have a, you know, a designated office. One person can work here, one can work there. But again, we'll have to see, as Dave said, we'll have to see how things kind of shake out through, through different industries and, and how different employers approach that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Should we, uh, bring, bring back, the- bring back guest houses. That's my two cents on that. Bring back guest houses. <laughs> I would love a backyard yeah. office that I could walk twenty feet to. It'd that's, be amazing. That's what we're yeah, working. That's what on I should do with my shed. Our next move. Turn my shed into a, a guest house and office. <laughs> uh, should we get into the mood boost? Yeah, Greg, you had you had a couple stats. Did you want to? Oh, you, uh, that's right. I forgot. Well, no, I, I think I kind of just said the stats briefly as I was doing my rant. Um, you know, twenty three hundred homes sold in uh, May. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's up seventy percent from twenty twenty. Again, eleven percent increase, five year average, um, and thirty two hundred new listings in May. But it's still a seller's market. Average price around six fifty k. That's a thirty four percent increase last year. So I mean, we're still up. And there's still uh, there's still not enough properties, even though all these are coming out apparently from what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but like I said, right now it's it's all over the place. It's anyone's guess. It's just literally it's day by day. You go out, you got to look at the numbers, try to find true comparables, and make the best decisions. But uh, it's definitely not cookie cutter, uh, easy easy job. So we are uh, we have a guest next week, right, Greg? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, next week we have Irina Popova from Blue Panda Realty. She will be on talking about uh, what she does and who Life. she is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's actually she, uh, one of the owners, right? One of two owners of, she of is. Blue Panda. She's one of the owners, and um, she's been in the business for quite a while. She's she has a great business. She's done well for herself. Uh, had a had a baby just a while ago as well. So. Yeah, it'll be good to have her on and get, what, uh, get um, her take on everything. How many agents now, Blue Panda, total? 37. Whew. That's incredible yeah. growth. That's awesome. We should definitely uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll pick her brain on that too. Um, yeah. That's great. All real, right, mood boost. Should we slide real in? Real quick, because they're going to they're gonna disappear. There's just a couple comments that are kudos for you guys, and I know they're going to disappear when we uh, come off the yeah, air. I can't so. see the comments for some reason. It's very Sorry. strange. So, uh Sarah, Sarah Potter has some kudos uh-huh. for Greg on behalf of her sister, who you helped out in uh, Quebec, Mr. Campbell. <coughs> oh, yeah. I referred her to somebody, and, and apparently uh, uh, he did a good job, or he's doing a Dustin, good job. Dustin Poole has some uh, kudos for Mr. Warren and uh, helping him out with his financing. Like Sweet. it. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you all. <laughs> we got fans. We do good work. That's awesome. That's, That's funny. Dustin, you do good work. You get fans. Yeah, Dustin's been uh, Dustin's been kind of in the net, in our network for for some time. So it's awesome that he was able to uh, to get some done. Um, okay, Friday mood boost. Let's do it. We got three today. First one's short. Number one. To be frank, I'd have to change my name. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number two. Have you heard of Murphy's Law? That if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yes. Well, have you heard of Cole's Law? No? It's mostly cabbage. Holy moly. (laughs) And number three. 
Lance is a very uncommon name nowadays, but in medieval times, people were called Lance a lot. Yes. Yes. Hey. Sir. Maybe one for three there. Maybe. Yeah, you are correct. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. gentlemen, have a uh, have a great weekend. Hopefully, you can get uh, some people on the phone, Gregory, and uh, to get you to respond to you. Hopefully, people yeah, pick up I'm, your calls. Uh, I'm I'm going for it. I gotta get I gotta get some stuff done here. Yeah. Well, everyone, uh, local businesses are open. Small businesses are allowed to be open. Non-essential businesses are allowed to have you into their shop. Uh, restaurant patios are open. Go Streets out, are flooded support, with patios. Go support your local businesses. Support the small businesses. You know, keep away from the Costco's if you can. Go to the little, <laughs> the little grocers. You know, the individ, mm-hmm. independent chains, um, and have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Enjoy freedom. See you guys. <laughs> All right, deuces. <laughs> The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.